Super Talk Mississippi media production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the last Eagle Hour of the week. We're glad you're with us. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg, wherever you're tuned in this afternoon on a Super Talk affiliate or online. Welcome as uh, we get ready for baseball weekend here in Hattiesburg. So you know, today is the start of a very good weekend. We're going to be talking uh, to Melissa Socher a little later in the program. She and her husband are the owners of Keith Co. Uh, Superstores all through South Mississippi and to Alabama. Big contributors to Southern Miss sports, and we look forward to that conversation. We're also about to bring the new offensive line and run coordinator, offensive line coach and run coordinator for Golden Eagle football on the show. But first, let me remind you about Dickey's Barbecue Pit, supporters of the Eagle Hour and, of course, Southern Miss Athletics. You can enjoy their delicious food. And what better time than a Friday night to do a drive through through Dickey's, have them delivered to your home, or just go sit down in the dining room and enjoy it with your family. We guarantee you the food will be delicious. And we'll also remind you that Dickey's can cater any event for you, large or small. So the next time you have an event, be sure you remember Dickey's. All right, Jeremy Duvall is the uh, new offensive line and run coordinator, offensive line coach, I'm having trouble with that, and run coordinator for the Golden Eagles, and we are delighted to have him on the Eagle Hour. Coach, uh, welcome to the show. Well, I appreciate it, and I appreciate you guys queuing up the uh, barbecue ad right before the offensive line coach comes on. That's pretty good planning right there. I like it. Yeah, offensive linemen have been known to eat a little barbecue, haven't they? (laughs) There's no doubt a little bit of everything. (laughs) Coach, we're glad to have you here and uh, enjoy talking to all of our new coaching staff. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, your position, obviously one of the absolute key positions on any staff. You know, it's an old saying, but uh, it's true, isn't it, Coach? You're about, from a football standpoint, you're as good as your offensive line is. There's a lot of people that say you're as good as your O-line and your D-line, and there's there's definitely some truth to that, and I've been a part of, you know, some really good teams, and I've been a part of some not-so-good teams, and that's, you know, that's something that holds standard throughout my career is the better we can be up front, the easier it is for the running backs, the easier it is for the quarterbacks, and, you know, that's our job as offensive linemen is we want to keep them safe and we want to make their job easy and, you know, kind of stay off the radar a little bit. So definitely there's no doubt about it. Great example of that, I think, was in the recent Super Bowl. The quarterback got all the pub. But really, you know, their their offensive line just opened up holes for running backs, protected the quarterback the whole game. Uh, the Super Bowl, for example, I think was won on the defensive and offensive line of scrimmage. I totally agree with that. I mean, there's there's no doubt you want to talk about a game that was taken over up front. I mean, that's a great example of it. And, and you really just see what great offensive line play can do to a game and, and can do to a team. So we're we're hoping to replicate that success. Coach, it's fair to say I think that, that Southern Miss has struggled a little bit on the offensive line over the last two or three years. I think it was a little better this past year, but certainly year before uh, was definitely a struggle. How, how optimistic are you you can get things turned around? 
Well, I think we've got some really good players. You know, I've only been here for like two and a half weeks right now, so I'm still kind of feeling my way through this thing and, and kind of getting a feel for our players. But the ones I've met, I'm really impressed with how fast they pick things up, uh, their level of aggression and intensity. And, and that's something that, you know, when you talk about offensive line play, you talk about you want tough guys, right? You want tough guys up front, tough guys down there in the pit. And, and that's what I see right now with the 14 guys that I have uh, is I've got some, some 14 guys that are not afraid to hit. They're not afraid of contact. And, and I think that is a, a huge building block to a great offensive line is if your foundation of your house can be toughness and then you build up from there with assignment, technique, all those things that, you know, I can teach those guys and we can teach those guys, then you've got a chance to be really good. And that's what, what fires me up about this job right now is I'm coming in and seeing a bunch of tough guys that we can build with. Sounds good. Luke, get in here. Coach Darbo, thanks so much for your time today. Um, we we wanted to bring this up, and you're familiar with Southern Miss because uh, you you were, I should say, a Louisville Cardinal. Now you're a Southern Miss Golden Eagle, and everybody breathes a sigh of relief for that. But no, we never never got to play against each other, even though we were playing at the same time because of the way the conference does. But, man, so much familiarity with Southern Miss. Um, you were under Bobby Petrino. Uh, his his uh, brother Paul was, was a coach when I was at Southern Miss, and I think he was at Louisville when you were there. Uh, how how quick did was this decision made uh, for you to, to when Coach Hall called you and offered you the job? Well, you know, I you talk about Coach Petrino, and that's where I was last year. I was with with Coach, and he's a guy I played for as well, and a guy that I respect beyond uh, beyond what I can just say. I mean, his his mind is, in football is just unbelievable, and the schemes that he has, and the you know all the football things that he can do, it's it's unbelievable, but. You know, Coach Hall is also a guy now that we've competed against each other uh, back in the old Gulf South Conference days, and, and he's a guy that I cannot find one person to say a bad word about. And, and my two and a half weeks here, three weeks here, has been the, the funnest and uh, just the most exciting couple weeks in football. So for me, to work for Coach Hall is a no-brainer. You know, to come in here and be a part of this program, and be a part of what Coach Hall is doing, and, and obviously a place like Southern Miss where tradition is through the roof. And, and those are the type of programs that I love to work for where it's all about tradition, 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 and, you know, th- those those things. And Coach Hall, I, I just it's a no-brainer for me. You, you mentioned the fact you've been here two and a half weeks. Uh, Cody Kennedy departed Arkansas at the end of January. Southern Miss hires you, and you take on not only the O-line coach but the run game coordinator. And uh, it's it's kind of a unique setup, Coach Hall. You know, as the play caller, but the run game is going to be under um, under your development, Coach. And I know not only the O line, but man, you got to be excited when you look at some of those backs, especially Frank Gore Jr. What's your philosophy going to be in the run game for the Golden Eagles? Well, obviously, Frank Gore Jr. is a guy who I've known for a little while. When I was at South Florida, I think we were uh, trying to get him at one point to to come to us, and got beat by uh, Southern Miss, which is great for me now. But, uh, you know, for, for me, just a run game, obviously Coach Hall, it's his, his package and his stuff, and I love what he's doing, and I support what he's doing. Um, but for us, you know, we've got to be able to move the line of scrimmage, right? We've got some big offensive linemen. We've got to be able to fit up with great technique. And then, like I talked about before, toughness, right? We've got to be able to be tough on the line of scrimmage uh, to be able to create that movement. So we're going to be, you know, we have multiple – schemes that we're going to run and multiple plays that we're going to run but like i talked about earlier 
the scheme won't matter, the technique won't matter until we can establish that those five guys that we line up and those running backs are going to play with toughness and they're going to come off the ball and they're going to hit someone and they're going to get yards after contact. And, and that's kind of what we're building through this spring ball is that kind of mentality. Uh, the plays will come. The plays always come. They always develop. They always get better and better the more you run them. But we've got to, we've got to just continue to build the mentality. And I've got great respect for Coach Kennedy and, and the time he was here, and I've known him from – uh, before uh, when he was here and, and just the way that he's prepared these guys in the couple weeks he was here uh, was just amazing to, to for me to be able to come in and just see a bunch of offensive linemen that already basically know the system and are ready to go. Sure. Uh, football is always evolving, and I think sometimes some people don't think that the offensive line evolves much. It's just big dudes getting after it, pancaking people. But how has offensive, uh, the, the lineman position, evolved really, Coach, in the last five or ten years? You know, I think uh, in the in the old days, it was a lot of like you're saying. We want those six foot seven, three hundred and thirty pounders that can just put their hands on you, and it's going to be uh, a gap to a gap. And we're just going to run right downhill. And you know, the way you've seen offenses evolve has been to more of a, a spread attack with outside zones and pulling offensive linemen. And you know, there's definitely a, a transition that. You know, we're probably right in the middle of it right now, these last few years of going from straight ahead, down blocks, power, tight zone, and now you're probably in the, the fifth, sixth, seventh year of where, hey, let's let's get this ball outside. Let's see if we can't stretch the defense a little bit side to side. And, you know, it's fascinating to watch how, how this whole offensive line play has developed over these last seven, eight, nine, ten years, whatever you want to say. And kind of where it's going to go from here because these, these athletic linemen are kind of taking over. I mean, you just look at the NFL and, and what they're playing with now. You don't see these um, big old monsters, refrigerators anymore. You know, now you're starting to see more like, I wouldn't say Porsches, but at least a, a solid SUV, maybe an Explorer, something like that, <laughs> where they can move a little bit more than what you've seen in the past. So it's, it's really fascinating to just watch offensive linemen develop and, and watch the, the speed and agility that they play with now compared to just you know, whatever it was 20 years ago when there was only a handful of 300-pounders in the NFL. Now it's like if you're not 300 pounds, you better go play fullback, right? So it's just it's, it's fun to watch those guys that are able to move at that weight. Coach, we're delighted to have you on the Eagle Hour, delighted to have you in Hattiesburg, and uh, look forward to the football season with great anticipation. And uh, we thank you, sir, for your time today. Well, to the top, baby. I thank you. Jeremy DeVar, everybody, Thanks, the new coach. offensive line coach and run coordinator for Southern Miss football. I want to take just a second to thank Jack Duggan for setting up all of these interviews that we've had. We've interviewed every member of the football staff leading into spring ball next week. And uh, our thanks to the old left-hander for making that happen. We'll be back. I want to thank football coach Jeremy Duvall for joining us uh, in the opening segment. Had every member of the football staff on the Eagle Hour over the last couple of weeks, and uh, we sure thank them for that. And uh, I think it's a sign of really, really good things to come, how open 
and involved the new staff is. This segment of the show is sponsored, as it is every day, by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. It is the place to go for Southern Miss Apparel, as you well know. You can still shop online at CampusBookmart.net. You can call them, and uh, they'll get your merchandise and mail it to you. Or of course, you can shop in the store now, Monday through Saturdays. They're right across the street from the campus on Hardy Street. We thank them for their support of our program. All right, our next guest uh, is Melissa Socher. And uh, Melissa and her husband uh, owned Keith Co. Superstores. And if you live in South Mississippi or in Alabama, you're very familiar with what I'm talking about. But uh, uh, th- these folks are, are are the kind of people that are behind the scenes that make Southern Miss athletics possible. So I ask, uh, I ask Melissa to come on the show today. And Melissa, thanks, first of all, for your time this afternoon. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm so excited. Lots of lots of happy things going on these days. Well, no question. And and uh, you know, I wanted to bring you on and, and talk to you about Keith Co. and uh, and what all you guys do for the athletic program. But you know, it's not uh, it's not limited just to Southern Miss. Uh, I saw Melissa where uh, a picture back in 2018 where y'all raised over seventy three thousand dollars for St. Jude Children's Hospital. I know that just this recent, uh, recently you raised in excess of $30,000 at William Carey University. And you do, you do all of these things behind the scenes for Southern Miss Athletics, for William Carey, uh, for things throughout the community. What, what was it about Southern Miss uh, as the topic of the day that, that you and your husband felt was so important to lend your support to? Well, um, you know, Keith and I are both, um, somewhat alums of uh, Southern Miss. Keith attended Southern Miss um, for a year, and then he finished off at William Carey. And, you know, across the board, students, um, children, um, the young adults coming up, that is our future. And that, you know, that's where we need to invest our our time. And, um, you know, any extra funds that we have within the company, we always promise to put toward the children, the schools, the churches, and the community first. And so anything to do with children, we're always willing to help out. I know you help virtually every aspect of Southern Miss Athletics. Is there a, is there a favorite sport that you and uh, Keith have? I think uh, we both favor football and baseball. Um, we both played a little basketball, uh, many, many years ago. (laughs) Um, so, you know, we love the basketball and, um, you know, the women's sports as well. I was an athlete and, um, you know, any women's sports, um, I'm kind of keen to, so I, I really don't think we have a favorite. We just love all, you know, all sports and, um, think so much of athletes, you know, that juggle between school and, extracurricular activities um you know it takes a lot of extra time and effort to be able to do that and um we realize that they they need extra support and um you know to be able to to do offer the kids that are coming into the school and be able to make a good presentation to them um when they're trying to you know solicit kids to come and play sports at USM and you know we realize that it takes community support to be able to do that and we're always willing to help out right Luke get in here with Melissa hey Melissa good to talk to you and uh, glad we're all halfway thawed out this week Uh, we were talking about there's something in the sky today that's yellow and not sure quite what it is uh, (laughs) but it appears to (laughs) 
Yeah, appears to be here uh, now throughout the weekend, and we're thankful for that. Yeah, you, you talk about how um, it, it takes an entire community, and and you know when you look at Southern Miss before before the uh, the town the town is really in some ways where it's developed has been built around the university, and so now it's hard to think of Hattiesburg without thinking of Southern Miss or Southern Miss without without thinking of Hattiesburg. I mean, I guess that's one of the reasons that y'all jumped in there is because of how important that Southern Miss and William Carey both are to the city of Hattiesburg. It is, and you know it um, it brings in a you know the the spectators, the fans. Um, the families, it brings in a lot of revenue to our city, and so that's also important. So why not give back, um, you know, portions of that to the university because that's where it stems from. I was a guy who, when I came in, they were building the new field house, and uh, we were in a trailer behind Van Hall the first year, and then, man, we saw the new field house going up, and we were the first, really, I think, uh, you were the first class to, to have that new locker room and, and all kinds of things. How, you know, how does it make you feel as somebody who, who is a, a part of, of some of those things, the, the new facilities that pop up and, you know, talk about you and your husband. You guys don't, don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing oftentimes. And I think a lot of people appreciate, appreciate that. But I mean, I know from the outside, when you see all these new things coming up and Jeremy McLean's about to release kind of a, a multi-year plan for the new facilities, gotta make you feel good when you know the athletes, uh, like our, are, are getting to be a part of new stuff like that. We do, and it's you know it, it's you see the the end result when you see these kids that are um, you know not only doing great academically but they have great workout facilities and um, you know they're they're able to do more and um, you know like like the baseball team last year we attended an event and they they spoke about not only the the baseball team's um, you know, academic excellence, but also, um, you know, their physical abilities and their, um, you know, very low percent body weight. Um, and, you know, that, that just presents, um, you know, a healthy future for those kids um, and a great season <laughs> for whatever sport they're yeah. headed for. Um, and those facilities, those workout rooms, those field houses, um, you know, that helps provide that opportunity for them. So again, it you know when you can see the the bird in the hand, the end result, that's when it all you know it makes it all worth it. And uh, we wouldn't have an athletic department if it, if it weren't for attitudes uh, like yours. Now, before we let you go, we've got about three minutes left. I want to talk to you about something else. You just opened up a store that I I found very interesting. It is a it is a store that sells exclusively. Mississippi made products and I know that in your stores throughout South Mississippi you guys do a wonderful job of giving a platform to people from Mississippi who have various products uh, food products in particular that they're trying to sell talk a little bit about your Mississippi made store Melissa right so the concept um, sort of originated about eight years ago we started a Mississippi made section in our key superstores and from there that grew and um you know, handling distribution, we try to go to local vendors, Mississippi vendors first. And from there, we started shipping a lot of products. And there was a, a big demand for a storefront um, that was dedicated just to, you know, Mississippi-made products. So um, most people that know me well know that it, we usually put on the Mardi Gras parade and the ball this time of year. And we knew early on last year that we probably were not going to be able to do that. And um, 
about October, we were, um, you know, pretty sure that we weren't going to be able to put on Mardi Gras or the ball. And so, um, again, my friends and people that know me well kind of chuckle and they say, well, she didn't, you know, wasn't able to do that. So she just decided to open a store. It's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, we always stay busy. We've always got things in the pipeline. Um, this has been in the works for a very long time. So Mississippi Made and More opened its doors about three weeks ago and did a huge Valentine business. Um, we specialize in gift baskets and shipping of Mississippi-made products. And my favorite thing that we do is welcome and invite Mississippi vendors, local vendors, um, to come in anytime. You don't have to have an appointment, and you just showcase your merchandise to us. And if we like it and think it will do well in the stores, um, you know, sometimes we can make a dream come true. Um, we'll carry it here, and this serves as a, a platform or a flagship, if you will, for our 46 other stores. So if something does well here, we can put it in 46 other stores. And since we opened, again, just let shot of three weeks ago, we've had about seven local vendors, local talent come in. And, gosh, we have some wonderful, wonderful talent locally and unless these people are given a chance, um, you know, it, it just goes unnoticed. But I've seen people speechless. I've seen some cry. Um, sometimes we're their first big order. And a lot of these people work two and three jobs to be able to support that side talent or passion. And, you know, sometimes we're able to give them the chance to just completely dedicate all of their time, you know, doing what they love. And our customers have just been over, we've just been overwhelmed with the welcome and the encouragement um, for our Mississippi made store. And, you know, everybody from the realtor that runs by on, on their way to a closing and they need a gift for their new homeowner, um, from that to a mother that comes in and she's got kids in college out of state and she wants to send them a, a happy from home. Um, we ship 330 gift baskets over the holidays um, to loved ones out of state. And, um, you know, we just specialize in sharing that taste of Mississippi um, well, with the rest of y'all. <laughs> well, I want to encourage... So people just love the concept. Yeah, I want to encourage all Southern Miss fans uh, to do business with Kiko Superstores. Uh, remember, they're supporting the university. They're supporting our fellow Mississippians and uh uh, it's, it's truly the meaning of community, Melissa. We appreciate all that you and Keith do, and uh, we thank you so much for sharing your uh, time with us this afternoon on the Eagle Hour. Thank you so much, and we love our Super Talk and our Eagle Hour. All right. Thank you, Melissa. Melissa Socher, everybody, co-owner of Keith Co. Superstores and the new Mississippi-made store, Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Back on a Friday. It's a sunny Friday. Beautiful downtown Laurel. Bob Getty in Hattiesburg at the First Bank Studio. I'm Luke Johnson in Laurel at the First Bank Studio. Happy to have you along on this Friday opening weekend of college baseball. But check this out. No baseball today, obviously, for the Golden Eagles. They've moved uh had to move the series around so no baseball today in Hattiesburg but check this out there will be football 
Go by 4th Street Bar and Grill this afternoon. They're going to have at 5 p.m. beginning, It's I think it's kickoff weekend for FCS football, they're going to have Northern Iowa and South Dakota State on the television. We have spring college football, and uh, with no baseball today in the Hub City, uh, looking for something to get out and, and do, go by 4th Street Bar and Grill, and they'll have on some college football today. Uh, they will, uh, it's, the game actually starts at seven. So a four street bar and grill, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour showing college football. Glad you're joining us. Uh, like I just mentioned, baseball, uh, was moved back to Saturday and we thought we had a doubleheader, but it's been changed again. So tomorrow at 5 p.m., 5 p.m. is going to be game one. Sunday at two is game two. And then Monday, at noon, so we've pushed it back, uh, and it was because Northwestern State was having a really hard time to even get out today, I think. So Saturday at 5, Sunday at 2, and then Monday at 12, I'm going to be uh, at the Roost Monday uh, hanging out with the mayor, Jody Lott, and uh, Bob will be talking to to me from there on Monday, but Northwestern State coming in. Kelly Center, um, interesting opening weekend, um, uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday for the Golden Eagles. Yeah, and normally, normally teams will come in the night before, you know, to get settled in, so they don't have to worry about, uh, you know, about travel on actual game day. But as Bobby Barbier said yesterday, the head coach of the Demons yesterday, they just want to play. You know, he knows that that they haven't had a lot of practice in, and that that the Eagles will probably be prohibitive favorites because they have been able to practice, and you'd expect, you know, a Conference USA powerhouse to be the favorite anyway. But he just said, look, we, we want to play. So they're actually going to break the norm because of the weather they've been forced to. But they're actually going to leave Natchitoches Saturday morning and, and make the four-hour wow. drive and, and try to get in here you know, probably about, uh, you know, maybe check into the hotel about noon, maybe rest an hour or so, and then come to the beach. So they'll probably be leaving Natty. You know, they call Hattiesburg Hattie. Well, they call Natchitoches over there Natty. So they'll be leaving Natty about 8, getting into the Hub City about 12, and then uh, getting ready for a, a 5 o'clock game on Saturday. Again, that's that's unusual, but that's why the 5 o'clock starting time is by then all of the, the North Louisiana roads that have been problematic because of the snow and ice, because of the sunshine today and the warmer temperatures today, everything should be all yeah. systems go for them to safely be able to leave tomorrow. Good. We hope so. And also I want to point out, because I know – this weekend, a lot of people are not going to be able to get in the ballpark that otherwise would. Uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, Luke, but you'll be able to, to stream the games this weekend on CUSA TV. Is that correct? Yeah, CUSA.TV, all three games, Saturday at 5, Sunday at 2, Monday at 12 on CUSA.TV. And, uh, and Bob, you know, you look at the rotation, uh, Shepard not uh, not in there starting the season in the bullpen, Walker Powell unavailable. It will be – I'm excited to see what Hunter Stanley can do tomorrow night. Uh, Velocity's been in the, the low to mid-90s. And then Chandler Bess and then Oak Grove's own Drew Boyd is going to start Monday. That's Larry's son, three-sport uh, athlete, uh, formerly of Southern Miss. And so, uh, Bob, I, I know you're excited to see some of these guys and, and really some of their first starts uh, on the weekend for the Golden Eagles. No question. It'll be interesting to see how these kids get a chance to perform. And, and I say this, guys, I was communicating this morning with Coach Barry, and uh, you know, I told him that I thought just the fact that baseball would be back was going to be a big lift to the spirits of the community and to the spirits of Southern Miss fans around the state, but particularly to uh, to fans here in Hattiesburg. And, Kelly, I'm sure you agree. This, 
this has been a long time coming. We lost three quarters, maybe more of our beloved baseball season last year. And I don't know, I sort of see the game starting back as, as maybe an early sign of things beginning to get back to normal. And, and just when you thought, you know, the high school teams were supposed to start er- earlier this week, right? So everybody's chomping at the bit to get the high school baseball season started. Well, then Mother Nature comes up with this, ha-ha, I'm going to throw a snowstorm at you right. in the south, or three or four inches of rain. So it just has seemed like one thing after another right. that uh, that teams have had to deal with, you know, with the COVID restrictions, now the weather. But uh, a lot of high school teams are going to hit the field, you know, this weekend, and of course the Eagles take, yeah, so it, it culminates in a lot of things, Bob. It'll just be, uh, and and the fact that Drew Boyd gets to go, all due respect to, to all the Eagles, but you know, look, everybody talks about it. It's especially heartwarming to see the local the local kid that's done good, so to speak. You know, yeah. get get their chance to get out there. Um, all things being equal, man, please recruit that local guy because right. it gives a gives all the fans, Mima and Peepaw and neighbors and everybody else a chance to come out. L- look, am I wrong, or is is there more breaking news right now about Southern Miss baseball? <laughs> There's more breaking news. Jack Duggan just sending me a text. No more Saturday game for the Golden Eagles. So what we just told you is wrong as of right now. So uh, still having a hard problem for Northwestern State to get here on time. Now there will be a doubleheader on Sunday. So no Saturday game. Doubleheader on Sunday starting at 1 p.m. and then a 12 noon game Monday. Appreciate Jack reaching out to us. So a 1 p.m. doubleheader starting on Sunday and then a 12 noon game on Monday. It's it's always exciting around here. Yep. Well, I still I still think Al Holder and the boys will be playing shuffleboard, though, uh, Saturday afternoon at 1 if you want to. Yeah, Al, Al's been hearing these things. He wanted me to pass along to you, Kelly, that he, he's going to bump into you here at the Pete pretty soon, and it's going to be ugly. Well, will he even know who I am, Bob? You know, <laughs> even though I would have met him 10 minutes earlier, I, I don't know. Go ahead, Luke, and uh, I know we've had some, we've had some uh, listener correspondence from Mr. Sander. Can you share that with him, please? Uh-oh. Absolutely. So, yeah, we, we have some of the most astute, um, well-informed listeners in the entire world, and uh, this was passed on to me by an anonymous listener and said specifically, this is for Kelly. Here it is. No one in human history has ever sent a text message about the Bengals winning a playoff game. Why? Because the first text message in history was sent in 1992, and the last time the Bengals won a playoff game was in 1991. Well, you tell Mr. or Mrs. Anonymous, you know, <laughs> go ahead and kick a guy while he's down. You know, Oh, man, it must be hard to be a Well, you've been fan. down for 30 years, yeah, Kelly. I mean, yeah. what do you want us to do? Well, just, ima- just imagine, though, when it when it does finally happen, how it's – well, never mind. <laughs> Don't get carried away with yourself, Kelly. I was going to say it ain't ever going to happen. I will say this for you, Kelly, though. I used to think it was tough being a Redskin fan until I met you. And now I realize it could be a lot worse. It could be and, it could be much tougher. And you guys do have to give me credit. If I'm a fan, I'm a fan. Right. Right. I don't, right. I don't change my teams with you know the direction. Every of the professional wind. team you follow sucks, Kelly. I mean, there's just no other way to describe it. And and they even call me and say, "Please change teams. Please <laughs> cheer for someone else." You know, Tigers and baseball—they're lousy. You know, the right. Bengals are horrific. Right. The list goes on and on. But the one team I'm cheering for this year in college, well, 
I'm not even going to say, but they play at Pete Taylor Park. Right. Let's just put it that way. We can't wait for that to get started either. Although now, we should probably repeat this again, Luke. Now it's pushed back till Sunday at 12 noon, correct? Yes, no game for, uh, Saturday anymore. So they had a Saturday game at 5 p.m. That's been scrapped. Now we have a doubleheader beginning at 1 p.m. on Sunday. One, And okay. then we will still have the Monday game at noon. So, yeah, that is that is from uh, the, the left-hander himself. 1 p.m. doubleheader on Sunday, 12 p.m. noon game on Monday. And, and while we're on that, uh, let me point out that Monday, Coach Barry will normally be with us every Monday now the rest of the season. But we talked this morning, obviously, they're playing Monday. He'll be on the show with us Tuesday to recap the weekend. And then Luke is going to be do some live reporting from, from the baseball game uh, for Kelly and I Monday afternoon. So we're going yeah, to cover it every way, every way we can. But, Bob, if Luke is going to be broadcasting from the roost, do we have a delay you know, a, a button that you can push because some of those guys in the roost have been known to you know let some more fly. Well, uh, Luke understands <laughs> not to be in the in the group when he's talking. Look, on the radio, I could to step away. You know how Trey Quavis, Trey Quavis, whenever we interview him from the roost, he just goes and sits in the porta john. So we may take the Quavo yeah, approach. He did actually do an interview from a porta john one time, didn't he? Hey, well, it was raining, so he went in we're, there. We're not like, we're not like some of the millennial reporters. We'll go where the story is. That's right. Man. We'll go to the Porta John if we have to to bring you the news, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Which some people would say is where our show is most days, Kelly. Yeah, that, that's uh, <laughs> all right. Whether, whether it's one story or two, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll bring it to you. Oh, man, I think we probably ought to ease on out of this segment yeah, uh, before it deteriorates any further. All right, so baseball moved back to Sunday afternoon doubleheader. Monday, I think, at 12 noon. Luke will clarify all that for us uh, before the show's over. And we will wrap up another week of the Eagle Hour right after this. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on this Friday brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training located in Hattiesburg. Excellent place for baseball and softball instruction and great place to get in excellent shape. DBAT D1 Training there for you located on Highway 98 in Hattiesburg. A lot going on this weekend. Women's soccer on the road in Baton Rouge taking on the LSU Tigers. That is this afternoon at 3 p.m. You can actually watch the game on SEC Network Plus. Softball a busy weekend. Five games for the Lady Eagles today. They're down in Thibodeau taking on Nichols. A doubleheader at 4 and 6. On the way back tomorrow, stopping in Baton Rouge and taking on Southern University. And then Southern comes to Hattiesburg for a doubleheader on Sunday at 3 and 5, so Lady Eagles uh, on the softball field. 
and uh, on the soccer pitch, ladies basketball in their final home series of the year, taking on FIU at Reed Green Coliseum tonight at 6 p.m. and uh, tomorrow at 4 p.m. So no baseball tomorrow. You can catch the Lady Eagles uh, in basketball. FIU is uh, six and six overall, nine or nine and nine overall, six and six at the con- in the conference. Southern Miss trying to to get back towards uh, 500 in the conference as uh, they are six and eight on the year. So Lady Eagles uh, in the greenhouse. Uh, men on the road at FIU tonight in Miami at 6 p.m. Central. Tomorrow at 1 p.m. Central. Both of those games are on ESPN Plus. Got to win. Eagles got to win both. FIU right now two and 12 in the conference. Southern Miss just ahead of them. If the Eagles got to have some help from Rice or, or UTEP losing, uh, but they're taking on FIU. I know there's a lot more going on this weekend, Kelly. Also. Including track and field, the Conference USA Indoor Track and Field Championships will be staged tomorrow in Birmingham. There are no indoor spectators allowed. You will be able to witness all of the Indoor Track and Field Championship free of charge at CUSA.tv. So you track and field fans can watch it on TV. Last year's champions are Charlotte in the men's. Uh, UTSA finished second last year. Rice is the defending women's champion. Rice looking for its fifth. Conference USA Indoor Track Championship, Middle Tennessee State, finished second on the women's side. The NCAA Basketball Tournament Committee just a half an hour ago announced that they will allow fans to attend the NCAA Basketball Tournament games, albeit all the games in Indianapolis this year, but they will allow 25% capacity at the facility in Indy, and that includes the Final Four and the national championship game. So 25% capacity for the NCAA basketball tournament. Turning to football, the high school football coach of the year from High School Football America has been named, and it's none other than Patrick Sertain. Or when he played in the NFL, it was Patrick Sertan. The former Southern Miss standout is the head football coach at American Heritage High School in Plantation, Florida. Patrick Sertan, Luke, the high school football coach of the year. When was he at the... at Southern Miss? 94 to 97. So he played on some of those unbelievable, awesome defenses. Yep. Yeah, he, he was pretty doggone good. Elsewhere in college football, Jacksonville State, you gotta salute the, you got to salute the Gamecocks today. Last fall, the Ohio Valley Conference canceled their season in the fall but said the teams could play if they wanted to. Well, Jacksonville State scheduled four games last fall, including games against Florida State, and FIU, they collected checks of $750,000 for each of those two games, plus two more. They are playing a full spring schedule now for the Ohio Valley and then plan on playing a full fall schedule (laughs) this coming fall. If, indeed, they play all those and get anywhere in the playoffs, they could potentially play 25 games in a 13-month period that has never been done in college football before, and I know Luke will have something to say about that. But the final note in our little bit about a lot of things, in college baseball, Mississippi State and Ole Miss are playing at a tournament in Texas this weekend, and as fate would have it, they are both both teams flying on the same plane to Dallas to play in that tournament. One half of the plane will Mississippi State will occupy, Ole Miss will be on the other side, the only comment the airline would say is that there's no problem. They just expect half of the plane to smell like a stockyard, the other half to smell like aqua velva. 
<laughs> Let's hope it's a big plane. Hey, I was that's so good. I was looking back. Uh, Patrick Sertain is is third all time in interceptions, career interceptions with sixteen. Guess who's in front of him? Who's number at two? Su- at Southern Miss. Yes. Um, gosh, I have no idea. Ray Guy. With 18 <laughs> career interceptions. See, you wouldn't, then, even think uh, of you wouldn't even think of Ray. That's crazy, guy. isn't it? Yeah. He, he led the, the country one year, but Bubba Phillips has the most. He had actually 25. So when you look at top three, it is Bubba Phillips, Ray Guy, and Patrick Sertan. And Bob Getty, by the way, if you didn't know this, no one in history has ever texted about a Bengals playoff game win because it hasn't happened since 1991. Just wanted to let you know that. 1991, Kelly. Thank you, but Kelly, you were, what, 50? I mean, my gosh, it's just been forever. We're going to turn this car around right now and go back home. <laughs> I used to hear I used to hear. I used to hear that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Baseball starting Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock. Uh, for now. Yeah, forget yeah. about Saturday. Uh, Sunday at 1, and uh, we'll be live at the Pete Monday afternoon. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.